But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 3 of Give Us a Second, a mini-show series brought to you by the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is One Miss Call. That's right, we're debuting a new feature of Give Us a Second where we're just going to talk about a really shitty movie. So this is in a pretty uh, exclusive club, the uh, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. At least at one point, it was, I think, uh, I don't know. It's probably changed, but if you're... Has it? I don't know. It's like if you just search it. I thought I searched it, and it like gives now Google will like give you the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I thought it was higher. Yeah, um, I mean, Wikipedia still had it at zero, but that could be out of date. But either way, I don't. I can't imagine how somebody could give this a good. Review. Well, now it's you know everything's changed. <laughs> it's apparently good to be that horrible. I mean, I would say it's a well-earned zero percent. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, like, what's it say there? It doesn't say anything. Oh, when I search things on Google, it like gives me like Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh, it doesn't have it. No. Has Metacritic at twenty four percent. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a two thousand and eight uh, horror movie. One of those like remakes of like a Japanese movie. Yeah, which was you know a big thing going at the time. I feel like I saw most of them in theaters. You say a big thing going at the time. I feel like this. Was, uh, like, yeah, I guess the it was after. It. Yeah, true. Although, as we mentioned. While we were, as we discussed while we were watching it, I think it was a twenty million dollar budget made forty five point eight million. So I mean, right. kind of People a success. Saw it. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with it, it's basically like a ghost goes into a cell phone, I guess, and <laughs> starts calling different people. Yeah, the cell phone gets <laughs> possessed, inhabited by the, I don't know, demonic presence of what was formerly a child. <laughs> yeah, what is it with like the Japanese movies and like the ghost is always a kid? Because kids are terrified looking, but they're always like, they always do that weird thing where it doesn't look like a kid anymore. It kind of looks more like Elisa Lam after she's been in that water <laughs> thing for a few days. Uh, yeah, dark water. Yeah, another uh, part of that. I don't know what the, what do they call that? Like J J horror? It's like J pop. <laughs> Um, the movie stars Shannon Sossaman and Ed Burns in kind of a what were you thinking type moment <laughs> for both of them. Yeah, can we talk about the Shannon Sossaman thing just for a second? I mean, I don't know what it... Obviously, I think she's attractive. You know, she's an actress, of course. But just talking to people about movies... I remember she was in that movie that Stephen Stills from uh, Scott Pilgrim was like... I think he directed it and he acted in it. It's like about him like raising this kid it's like loosely based on his real life and it has like uh i don't know michael Sarah and a bunch of them have like just small roles in it but shannon Sossman is the chick in it and it was like a movie that really moved the needle zero amount like but people were talking <laughs> about it 
uh, I remember talking to people about it that had seen the trailer, and they were like, oh, and Shannon Sossaman is in it, and she hadn't been in stuff, I guess, in a little bit at that point. And they were just going on about how she's basically the hottest chick in the world. And I was a little bit taken aback by that. I, I just, she was never on that level for me. I've noticed, yeah, I mean, I've definitely <laughs> noticed that there's kind of a small but very ardent group of <laughs> yeah, loser nerds. <laughs> Uh, obsessed with Shannon Sussman. I don't know if it springs from A Knight's Tale or... 40 Days, 40 Nights. Oh, yeah. That would probably be like her most... Mainstream. Yeah. She was never like a big actress, really. She just kind of floated around right. in things. and Of course, you know, the, especially after this past episode, we talked about her in Rules of Attraction. That's right. That would be, you know, my favorite role for oh, her. Oh, absolutely. Be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. She's... She's got she's got like an interesting kind of look that I guess people are drawn to because she doesn't really uh, fit the mold as far as like the typical pretty actress. Yeah, I mean she's she she's very pretty, look. but I'm saying yeah. like it's it's different kind of. Oh, I don't know. Definitely, my favorite part. Ed Burns, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, it's just taking a paycheck. Oh it, yeah, it's like, this is like a total paycheck. Type oh movie. my goodness, yeah, this is. Mr. Brothers McMullen, you know? On August 3rd, 2006, Ed Harris and Gabriel Byrne both signed on to appear in the film. However, both withdrew due to unknown circumstances. And they were replaced with Ed Burns and uh, Ray Wise, Cleveland Palmer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot of roles that they could have been. Not a lot of people bringing dynamite performances to the movie either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's your voice. She just hands it back. <laughs> hands itself. It's your voice. Right. So what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part is when the girl falls off of the platform and gets hit by the train. Oh, yeah. And then is laying there dead and, and her, her thumb starts, starts moving to dial the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, this was your first time seeing this movie. Right. Although right? it is funny. I And we talked about it uh, while we were watching it. But. Um, and it's funny because we were watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall a little bit on HBO the other day, just casually. And it is funny. I do associate because I did see Forgetting Sarah Marshall, not in theaters, but that year that it came out. And without even seeing one missed call, I did think that that scene that they were doing, making fun of like the cell phone killer movie was making fun of this. But you pointed out that it did come out the same year, which is kind of weird how that all played out. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know because there is a part early in One Miss Call where they do take the batteries out of the phone and it doesn't really solve <laughs> yeah, the problem. Yeah, no. Yeah, I saw this in the theater. That's stunning. Yeah. Um, well, this might be, I mean, I, I did see The Ring, The Ring 2, The Grudge, The Grudge 2. I, I didn't I, I see saw The most Grudge 2. Poof. <laughs> I did see The Ring and The Ring 2 yeah. and The Grudge. Right. And Dark Water in theaters. I didn't see Dark Water. <laughs> Anything with Jennifer Conley, I'm running to the theater <laughs> yeah. if I can. Right. I would, like I said, it's one of those things though. Um, it was like a Sunday afternoon kind of. Oh yeah. It I'm came familiar. out the first Friday in January, so it was like very early in the year. There's nothing really going on in the theaters, especially back then. Before you know, having good movies was more of a year-round thing. Like the first Friday in January was a total dumping oh, ground. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I went with my girlfriend at the time and it was kind of just one of those things where I don't even think 
I realized how awful it was because it's just like you just don't yeah. even really think. No, about I know. It. I think it's just um, like it washes over you, and you're like, "All right, I'm leaving." Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's pretty. A, you're just yes. there's not really a whole lot of thought put into it. Like, right. what did I just witness? <laughs> but uh, that trip, you know, was kind of noteworthy because it was the first time that I ever went to a Sonic. Oh, so there you have only there to be go. disappointed. Oh yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> How terrible the Sonic food was actually stood out more. Than I like the last the time we tried to go to Sonic and we were, couldn't figure out if there was an inside or not. And we were like driving around trying to figure out if there was like, could we actually go inside or did you have to use the drive in? I still don't even know if we fully confirmed the answer. It didn't look like it, but right. I don't know. It looks big <laughs> enough that it should have like a walk in section. I don't know. Okay. Um. So basically they took like kind of a shotgun approach to the horror in this movie they kind of just try to fill it with like a bunch of different things that didn't really all connect or make sense right like there's various like uh characters having uh hallucinations that are supposed to be scary now, like this director, people's faces or demons and stuff like that but you don't really know why i think this director when i looked at the wikipedia his name is not a hyperlink you can't i don't think you can click on the director's name <laughs> always a good sign yeah, I don't know. Verify that for me. This is why we need producers. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was... I, I don't know much about the original. Um, Maybe that is the Metacritic percentage I saw earlier, which is stunning that that would be 24% or whatever it is. They do call it J-horror. Um, <laughs> and this film is regarded to be the worst J-horror remake, which is quite a wow distinction, considering yeah. most of them aren't very good. No. It became the worst-reviewed film of 2008, receiving a rare 0% rating approval on Rotten Tomatoes and winning a Moldy Tomato Award. So there you go. Now, Megan Good kind of fills the uh, like Drew Barrymore from Scream role, like the opening. More like Megan What's Good. Yeah. Uh, am I? Are we supposed to know who she is? It's like Anne know. Megan Good. Okay. <laughs> the cast isn't really great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That dude... Johnny Lewis, which, I mean, I only know the name just because we saw it the other night, but he was on uh, Sons of Anarchy and The Runaways. But the funny, the, well, not funny, the weird thing about him is probably the only one of the only people who's has a super weird on-death screen, but his... On-screen death. Yeah, on-screen death. <laughs> but his real death is actually much stranger, which included, like, uh, his 90-year-old female landlord being killed also it was very like well yeah did he like kill her it's i don't know it's something? unclear yeah and <laughs> it's he unclear. may have fallen off a roof or was <laughs> yeah he has like a very final destination style death scene in the film right where a lot of pieces have to like fall together and then he's like impaled yeah on like a rebarb thing yes, or something right um yeah he's probably only really noteworthy because he dated like a pre-fame Katy Perry. Right. Which is interesting. It's a pretty big claim to fame. I mean, no wonder he never was able to get his life back together after that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do you bounce back (laughs) once she's like hitting the top of the charts and, you know, er dudes across the country are jacking off to her. (laughs) It's just like, oh. Yeah. So, (sighs) I, I don't know. I mean, when we set out to like do this podcast we, you know we wanted to mostly just talk about movies you know that we liked and 
or you know found something good in or or, or enjoyed discussing yeah like that inspired kind of thing. discussion yeah and you know the We've always there's a few movies I'm not even gonna say which ones but there's definitely like a few movies where you kind of like walk that line where you're praising the film and enjoying it but you're also kind of mocking it a little bit but that's kind of part of the fun or right. whatever and you know we didn't really want to get into like oh this is like a negative kind of podcast that just like trash no. movies and not like a of. mystery can, science theater thing or something yeah i mean those kind of things exist and they're fine um that's not really what we were going for but you know occasionally i think there are certain movies that are you know so bad that they're fun to kind of go through or whatever this one um i don't remember i may have watched part of it after seeing it in the theater, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. So it had been a long time for me and you obviously hadn't seen it. I was kind of hoping for something similar to the room. Oh yeah. With this. Right. And it's not even like that kind of thing where it's so bad. It's good. It's, it's so bad that it's still bad. Which somehow now, uh, every time I bring up the room, people are like, Oh, that's the one with Brie Larson, right? It got nominated for like an Oscar. <laughs> no, that's just Room. Yes. So to clear People. that up, if anybody has that question, The Room, you should watch. <laughs> yeah, The Room is the subject of a soon-to-be-released film. The making of that movie, The Room, is the subject of a soon-to-be-released movie made by James Franco, uh, where he plays the star of the film who also wrote and directed it who's like this kind of crazy <laughs> guy Tommy Wiseau called disaster artist yes. or something like that and it's it's a little different from room right okay <laughs> like it's it's an older movie from the early 2000s it's kind of a notorious thing it plays in like theaters now one must call well i will say the room is more fun to watch one missed call you can at least actually tell it was made by professional people in the business right it's not really like that right <laughs> uh yeah well that, that in a way that makes it worse oh, though, I, I would because agree it's kind of yes just i would like, agree with that there the room is so terrible but there was a lot of love There's a certain charm to and it passion put yeah. into it there was a lot of like work and desire put into the film despite the fact that it's so bad yeah whereas this is you can clearly see the people having dead eyes on screen oh yeah not really caring one way or another well, i always wonder for something like this i think i brought it, it's like i mean i'm assuming they had like a premiere event for this right i mean you know probably and it's just like what do you I don't know. Ed Burns is bringing like Christy Turlington. He's like, I think a lot of people might be ducking out early yeah. <laughs> during this one. Wait till you see my performance in this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, what else can we say about? I don't it? know. I mean, it's it's really hard to go through the plot in any way. But uh, a lot yeah, of well, by the end of it, I, I'm kind of just confused as to what even. They're trying to say well. They introduce like so many things, and yeah, I guess it's like this idea of telephone, where it just keeps getting passed on to the next person via call. But also, there's a whole thing where 
they're swallowing some sort of red marble or something like well, I think it's like a candy or something. Oh yeah, okay. Right. Yes. What all ties back in with like the original little girl who was like mean to her sister. Yes. But then it's hard to figure out which one is actually I mean, obviously the dark haired one you're like, okay, is evil, but then it's like, is the other one evil too? I don't know. The other one just kind of seems fucked up. Yeah. But like yeah, the well the evil one dies because she has like an asthma attack. Right. I think the thing that always throws me with this movie is like for some reason when they get into this whole thing about like a hospital fire and this little girl that was like possibly mistreated and blah 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 before you actually realize you know when they go see the surviving sister and you see that she's still like a little girl. I, I don't think it like dawned on me that this was something that had just happened recently. <laughs> right. I, I no, think I you're it, you're prepared for it, that idea of like an ancient kind of evil like from a long time to the past, ago. But it's only like that's supposed to set off this whole chain of events. Yeah, it's basically like yeah, the the little girl dies and there's like a hospital fire, which the the hospital fire seemingly ends up having nothing to do with it. Right. I guess, yeah. Although, what's who's the baby with the cell phone? Who makes the first call? And I don't know. <laughs> how does it get to Ed Burns? Well, I'm guessing. Sister? Here's what I, here's what I'm guessing that you're supposed to try to like understand is okay. So the dark haired girl stabs her sister with the knife on the arm. Oh yes. The mother freaks out and takes that daughter to the hospital and locks the other girl in her room kind of like as a punishment. Oh yeah. And the, that girl has the asthma attack and dies while they're at the hospital. The first one to die is the mother because of the hospital fire. And she had that cell when they, whenever, you know, Shannon right. Sossman finds her corpse, she has that cell phone. Oh yeah. So that sets off. And the that's cell phone a real thing, corpse, I guess. Okay. Although it's unclear now, why there's a baby in the hospital there, it, with that, a cell yeah, phone. Yeah, because that doesn't end up making sense. When we were watching it and we're following <laughs> the storyline, I was like, now, as dumb as it would have been, I really thought the explanation was that baby made the original call. Because the baby. I think that was my memory of it, right. too. So, like, the, I kind of blocked basically out the like ending. like the effects of, like, it looks like Allie McBeal with, like, the dancing baby. Yeah, it's, like it's kind of like a demonic that. baby holding a cell phone dialing numbers and you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah that baby turns out to be just kind of like a red herring yeah <laughs> it's kind of just you you, right. you're, you think that that that's something to do with it but it really now also doesn't. uh ray wise leland palmer from twin peaks plays this character who like is kind of like the dude from unsolved mysteries except he's uh it's all related to like demonic stuff. Yeah, it's it seems like it's way more scummy than something like that because it's it's more like in <laughs> yeah. the moment, right? And, and giving people like preying on people's false hope, and it works and that kind of it thing. It seemingly works would have worked out great for them because they're able to capture an on screen uh, death. <laughs> A girl dies on their show that they're filming, but then he says to the like producer or whatever, "Did you get that?" And the cameras like weren't working, right? The thing that's okay, so. The mother, I guess, is the first death in the fire at the hospital, and she has the cell phone, and she had Ed Burns' sister, who was a nurse, or whoever, who had right. worked at the hospital, in her phone, and that's how it started to her. Now, why, what is the connection between, they never really explained how she knew Megan Good's character, who, yeah, which I, led them I into guess, this other group of friends, right. who, 
Because it didn't seem I guess like they were just friends. Like the blonde girl or Shannon Sossaman. Like no, they, they didn't, didn't seem to know, know Ed Burns' Burns sister. sister. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, does, people know people things. that don't know other people, but it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like in a movie, you'd think they would explain the connection. It is more. one of those things, like you said, it starts off and it feels like this has been like when you jump into It Follows, it's like when you start figuring out what's going on, it's like, okay, this must go back some chain right like quite a ways but then it's like it's takes so long for it to really sink in that you're like oh wait this all just started four days ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really uh it really lets a lot of the air out of it when right. you're like oh this is just something that's coming together in the last couple of days it's um now and also all the stuff with shane and saucemans like flashbacks that doesn't really play into it either she's got some sort of checkered past yeah i think they were trying to to lead you down a path where she was like piecing this story together because of her own personal history with like kind of an abusive mother and then her father like commits suicide but it turns out that like the little girl's mother's weren't mother wasn't really to blame it was the sister yes (sighs) i don't know and, and then that, the ending is just shockingly terrible. Oh, and it's one of those things where, like, that's the thing. There's never really any emotion in it, so it's like, I don't know. It feels like it's over several times. Yeah, and then it has to wait until Ed Burns gets killed for really no reason. Yeah, <laughs> which, <laughs> uh, his even after all this, these strange murders, his guard completely down <laughs> as he walks up to this door and just gets stabbed in the head. Well, I guess you're not expecting something to come through the eye hole on the That's door. That's a good point. And, you know, the ghost mom comes back to save the day to kill her ghost child. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Pretty cool ending. Right. So, follow the show on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At Greatest Pod. Uh, you know, we'll be coming back with a regular episode very shortly. Um, you know, we're still trying to figure out what we're doing with these give us a second episodes. Yeah. There's going to be kind of different types exploring what we can do with the uh, shorter format. None of the other uh, female characters are like the actresses. I mean, not much careers going on there, right? Oh, we're going back to the movie now? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I was just trying to squeeze every last drop out of one missed no. call. I do recognize yeah. that blonde girl, but I don't really rem- okay, remember right. from what. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yep. subscribe to the show, uh, give us a rating and review. That would be great. We should offer like a prize to the next person <laughs> that gives us a review on a iTunes. <laughs> we'll go down that route yeah. again. We'll drive you to Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a Blu-ray copy of One Miss Call. <laughs> and uh, I think that'll do it for the third episode of Give Us a Second. Yeah, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> right or yeah we, we got it yeah uh they're not all gonna be like oh let's just talk about a shitty movie we got no, all no. kinds of different oh, ones yeah. planned this right. was an attempt we'll probably never do it again because i don't think it went that well <laughs> <laughs> but hey you know they're not all gonna it's not all gonna be gold no we're well, bad even though we like we do say a lot of funny shit about bad movies when we're watching them it's kind of harder yeah, for us we're better it. at talking yeah. about stuff we're passionate about and we like yeah this yeah, was like kind like, of a you know, slog. Come over and watch the movies with us if you want the real experience. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> please. Um, Some yeah, of my comments is- are way over the top. The show's not always good, but when it is, it's fucking great. 
people have said. All right. Um, so that'll do it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.